Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Pridmore. This week, we're chatting about all things Thanksgiving as we prepare for the big day. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello! Good evening, Steffi. Oi, it is... It has been a week already, hasn't it? It has. I kind of, I keep forgetting what day it is. I thought it was Wednesday for a while, but it's I genuinely, not. yeah, I genuinely was hoping it was, and it wasn't. It's Tuesday. Uh, you know. Are you saying you did not want to record with me even after I missed last week? <laughs> I so did want to record, but I was just hoping that it was, we were further on in the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I don't know. There's like something in the air. I just, Everyone is struggling this week, so we. But here we are. We have gotten through October. We are into th- we are into. I almost said we're into Thanksgiving. We are into Thanksgiving, but into uh, November. Tis tis the season. Tis the season for better holidays than Halloween. <laughs> we were at Target the other day, and the Halloween section was like a wasteland. Um, but they had a bunch of Christmas stuff already out and I, was it cute? Took, well, they didn't have like a ton to be honest, but I took a peek down a couple of rows and I got myself one of the little target birds. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, I want to talk about the little birds for a little while because <laughs> they're a thing. Did you know that these target birds are like a thing? I did not know that they were a thing until... Susanna said something about them. I think it was Susanna um, was talking about them. And that's when I learned about the target birds. But they're extremely cute. I got a few people on TikTok had been buying like the fall birds. The fall birds were definitely very cute. They had like there was one that was like dressed as like a bird watching outfit, which is very adorable. Um <laughs> But so they've been making these birds for a few years now, and they seem to be, like, coming out. They come out with them, like, around every holiday, uh-huh. apparently. And it's, like, a huge deal now for Target. Like, people go crazy over these birds. I got the last one at our Target. Oh and it's probably because it's a little wonky. Like, its hat is a little kind of weird. Like, it needs a little, a little TLC. Um, which is fine. Like, I don't care. It was $5. But I went to look online, see if I could find out what the other ones for this year look like, or just, you know, see if I could buy them online. And you can't really buy them on the Target website, but you can get them on eBay or Poshmark. They're already up to $15 for the winter ones that just came out. They're like... (laughs) The <laughs> they're like ver- they're like the cuter version of Ray Dunn. Yeah, or kind of like I mean they're kind of like Beanie Babies, I guess. I don't know. Oh my gosh! That and is- they're each they're like limited edition. They have the year on them, so I, it's very like I guess if I wanted to make a profit, I could sell mine. But I like it. I'm not getting rid of my little bird. Very cute. I yeah. If you like, if you just Google like. They're called Target, like Featherly Friends, and Target they all have, birds. yeah, they all have their own names. The one I have is named Gail. <laughs> oh my god, that is so cute! I uh, very cute. I I'm really I'm very into this. Um, there is only like one on the website that is yeah. apparently. Look here, we're you know what, you know what. <laughs> we're gonna order two of these with a little snowflake scarf for pickup at our local Target. If do they have me. them now? Uh, apparently. 
What did you look for, bird? I, I, <laughs> I Googled, well, I Googled target birds and then they oh. showed up. But there's, and there are, there are several of them. They're very cute. There's like one with a little like buffalo plaid shirt and like a little Santa hat. And there's all these different ones. And most of them are definitely out of stock. Um, but there is like one that is in stock at our target and uh oh see now i'm getting different ones because i i couldn't find them before but i see that that that's not the one i had that's a different one i know that's a different one that's why i'm i'm putting two in my cart but that's a cute little one that has like a jingle bell sweater it is very cute i i that one has a little wreath okay now i just want to order all of these they're extremely cute so now we have you and I will both have the one with the little pom-pom hat and the little scarf on it these are adorable I think they must have restocked after I had already after I had purchased mine because like it was before Halloween so they probably actually put stuff out but it's understandable because they're super freaking cute and they're not expensive no five dollars like come on yeah. A little cute $5 bird to be seasonal. Okay, guys, if you have not, if you, if you like me, are only kind of just waking up to the target birds, <laughs> good luck. Look, good luck finding some at your local Target because they're also, they're so cheap that they're hard to order online because you have, it'll only ship with $35 worth of stuff. Yeah. So I guess you either have to order like, seven birds or something else and throw a bird in your cart i mean i mean I need some new what, hand a hardship. <laughs> <laughs> what a hardship i can blink and spend 35 at target <laughs> right and i think these are like way better than nutcrackers like i have a few nutcrackers, nutcrackers. are kind of creepy they are a little bit yeah but these are super cute they're very cute i well, like it a fallen be- victim, whatever. I That's like okay. I have to. I will too. I I will be picking up two, two <laughs> little pom pom hat birds at our Target tomorrow. <laughs> also, the lady at the cash register was so excited about my little bird. <laughs> I love she that. Was, That's adorable. She was, I love it when they're when the re- when the cashiers are just like, "Where did you get this? What part of the store is it in? Where did you I need find to get it?" Some. <laughs> and I was like, "It's the last one. Sorry." I'm really enjoying there's like one with a little vest and bow tie and like jaunty cap yes I love that one it's very cute very adorable so the Santa hat one appears to be like carrying his own little Christmas tree behind his back it's extremely cute (laughs) I (laughs) I you know what I target target is just really target's great Yes, they have some really cute other Christmassy stuff too. Actually, they had some advent calendar things that I liked that I Ooh. that were like crafty looking. Not like they, you know, for a while they were doing like those wooden ones that were completely not functional at all. Yeah, because um, you couldn't fit anything inside the thing, and then also you couldn't even open it very yes. well. Yes, yes. They have some like hanging ones that are cute. So. Adorable. I do. I, I do I, like Christmas stuff. Although I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a still at a normal level of Christmas. We'll see. <laughs> we were just hanging out with our friend Kathleen and our friend Ade this last. Well, I guess that was a couple weeks ago now. And um, they are both. You know, we all know that Ade has a Christmas movie podcast so mm-hmm. she's definitely not a normal level of Christmas, and neither is Kathleen. And I think Megan was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> and how into Christmas they are. But uh, you know what? I can I can be into it with, for some little birds. I need to go to Target anyway. So you know what? Here we are. So we're launching ourselves into the holidays. But before we get to Christmas, we have Thanksgiving, which we all know that we lo- you and I love because food food obviously obviously the best it's the best and we have often hosted before 
So we thought that we would do a little bit of an episode on our Thanksgiving cooking and preparation and like hosting tips. Yeah, I think it's like one of the most, uh, I mean, it's the biggest food holiday of the year, obviously, but it's also the time when anybody who is remotely into food at all, people just come to you. With like yes. thousands of questions, just questions about every single thing related to Thanksgiving. Yes. And yes. we are here for you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I've hosted Thanksgiving. So we have hosted Thanksgiving uh, basically every year that we've lived in the house. And pre pandemic, um, we would do like a big Friendsgiving and um, have all of our restaurant friends that didn't necessarily. Um, either have family to go visit or couldn't make it home or their families did like a noon like lunch Thanksgiving and they wanted to come hang with us afterwards so we would have our house just filled with 12 13 14 people um, at Thanksgiving and with us making the majority of the food so over the years I've kind of refined a system Um, it involves lots of lists surprise surprise (laughs) <laughs> so, and I know that our friend Susanna was asking, I think it was maybe last year, um, if we would, she actually asked, like, next year, can you do an episode with all of your Thanksgiving tips? So, Susanna, this one is for you. <laughs> we aim to please. <laughs> we aim to please. So, I think, like, one of the first things that's kind of intimidating if you are cooking Thanksgiving dinner for the first time, no matter how many people are going to be there, is actually determining how much food you're going to need and what the hell you're going to serve. Yes, because, like, that is the main thing. If you have to, especially if you do turkey, like, you need to know how much turkey you need to get. You need to know how many sides you need to make, which is, for me, all of them. You need to know... (laughs) You know, do you need one batch of rolls or two batches of rolls? Do you need two pies? Or do you need four pies? Like, again, you need all of them, in my opinion. <laughs> Let us, let's just reiterate that but, leftovers are not a bad thing. No, and also, like, I just really like variety at Thanksgiving. So, yes. you, know, you know, I just tend to make all the things. Right, like, it's interesting because I'll see people where they will have, like, a, like three or four sides or like, mm-hmm. I I don't understand. I don't understand that. I I wonder, like, including like rolls and stuff. And I don't I don't understand. Like, are they okay? Is it's it just a cry weird. for help? Like, I know Americans are known for portion sizes being too big, and we just eat too much food, and it's very wasteful. Which I do agree with. But Thanksgiving, like we. We like Thanksgiving leftovers. We love Thanksgiving that leftovers. That is part of the joy of Thanksgiving right, is to the have rest, the leftovers. Right. The idea is that like you're not having to cook pretty much the rest of the weekend because you can survive on your leftovers. Also, if you are having guests, it's great to send home leftovers with them, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but I find that because we are the same, you and I, um, and so, and Alex is in the same boat. Like, even when it was just Alex and I planning our menu, like, I, he would be like, well, we have to have this. Oh, and we have to have this. Oh, and we also have to have this. <laughs> so <laughs> I have learned uh, over the years, like, there are certain, there's, so there's certain recipes you're not going to be able to divide. Um, if you're making, like, pies, if you're making rolls, like, you're probably not going to be able to divide those very easily if unless you're like a really really experienced cook and even then baking recipes are a little iffy but if you're if you're making something like green bean casserole that's really easy to divide in half and Mm -hmm. make a smaller portion of green bean casserole so that everyone can have a little bit of green bean casserole everyone can have a little bit of mashed potatoes everyone can have a little bit of stuffing without having just 86 13 by 9 pans of each thing when you're right. only trying to feed six people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the main thing, though, is if you are having turkey, I know a lot of people don't have turkey, but the standard is turkey. My husband loves to smoke a turkey. 
That's probably what we're going to do again this year. He does make Turn- a good smoked turkey. It turned out really great last year, so I hope fantastic. he the, I hope the he has the recipe. <laughs> the standard is set high. Bob set yeah. his bar real high with that turkey last year. <laughs> so they, the, the food people, I guess, uh, recommend between like one and a quarter and one and three quarters pounds of turkey per person and that includes the bones right like it sounds like a lot but (laughs) remember there are bones meat (laughs) so that means that like if you need to buy a turkey for 10 people that's like a 14 pound about ish turkey which is actually like 12 to 14 pounds is generally what you are going to find in the store. They don't typically sell ones that are smaller than that. Yeah, 12 is about the smallest that you're going to find. So if you are making, if you're cooking for a smaller number of people, you've got two options. Um, you could just do a turkey breast, which is disgusting. And so I don't <laughs> think that you should do that. Um, or you can go ahead and Get the smallest turkey you can find, which is probably going to be somewhere around 12 pounds. And you're going to have leftovers. But the great thing is that turkey freezes really well. so It does freeze very well. Yeah, if you're not into eating turkey sandwiches for the next week, which I could happily do, um, just freeze it. And then you can use it to make, honestly, any recipe that uses cooked like rotisserie chicken, you can use that turkey in it. So you can make pot pies you can make soups casseroles anything like that it's going to be great to go in that and then you can always turn the carcass into turkey stock and use that anywhere that you would use chicken stock yeah and the other reason you could do you should do that is aside from it being extra delicious is that you're going to have all those vegetable scraps from your stuffing, from any like salad or mashed potatoes, that can go right into the stu- the stock too. So yeah, you're already doing all the work anyway. You might as well get extra food out of it. Yeah, and sometimes what we'll do is just at the end of the meal, I'll throw the whole like I'll you know take whatever meat I want off of the you know the carcass, and then I'll just throw everything into my biggest slow cooker. You know, all of those good, you know, juices from where it was roasting, all of it right in there. And I let it just rock overnight. <laughs> I seriously yeah. I'll just turn it on and I'll just let it cook all night. And then when I wake up in the morning, my turkey stock is done. It's yeah. literally the easiest thing that you can do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like to do like, I, and I know that some families have very specific traditional recipes that they have to have and they refuse to try anything new. But our family, like, we like to try some new things. So we have a few, there's a few recipes that don't change. Like, we always make my husband's, like, his grandmother's uh, handmade noodles. That does not change. That recipe is a bajillion years old. We make them every year. They're delicious. Um, But then we'll do, like maybe a different kind of vegetable recipe maybe it's a new brussels sprout recipe or a different salad or something like that just to kind of change it up a little bit so you're not eating literally the same menu every single year yeah i mean unless you're like super into that i know a lot of times when we have thanksgiving with our families which actually has not been for a long time since we moved to texas but if it's always been the same meal every time and I think even at Christmas it's been the same meal every Christmas for like 10 years but I'm like you I like to change things up I like to try new things there's a few things like my kids really like mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving um I really like stuffing but I'm like the only person in my family who likes stuffing so I'll like make a small amount of it for myself a little one (laughs) And then I always make the same pumpkin pie every year, too, because mm-hmm. I that's just my favorite pumpkin pie. It's my friend uh, Emma's recipe, and it's solid. It's really good. It's super easy. I love it. Yeah, I make the same pecan pie every year. It's the one that my mom always made. It's the one that we've eaten my whole life. It's my favorite. So, yeah, there's, like, certain 
recipes that we have that are super steeped in nostalgia and then there's other ones where because like, you know we often will not do turkey but we'll do beef tenderloin and so we'll often change up our beef tenderloin recipe that we use and you know just kind of see what we're feeling like but I do always like you know figuring out okay where can we change things up what are we gonna do we're gonna do a different cranberry sauce are we gonna do cranberry chutney this year cranberry salad there's lots of different ways that you can try something new without totally freaking your family out oh my god (laughs) so I was actually looking up um, some calculators on how to determine how much food you need for all the other sides and stuff too and I actually came across this article from Whole Foods Market uh, that's super helpful. And it turns out that I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meta. <laughs> uh, thank you, Whole Foods Market, for leaving this content up for me to find. Um, it's uh, hilarious to me that an article I wrote in 2014 is still up there. And then uh, I forgot you wrote it. <laughs> I mean, I wrote a lot of things for them. And so I definitely would not have remembered that I wrote this particular thing. But uh, it, it, it recommends um, two appetizers, which like we do a cheese board, so that kind of covers the appetizer gamut there. Um, a green salad. And then like if you're having 10 people, like we talked about before, there's, they recommend two starchy sides. So that would be like mashed potatoes or stuffing. Two vegetable sides. So I would consider green bean casserole a vegetable side, yes. in my opinion. It's mostly vegetables. It's mostly vegetables. Uh, two desserts and then six bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of wine per person almost. <laughs> it's like half a bottle per person, basically, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, we. The, I always find that when we're like planning our Thanksgiving menu, like the biggest problem is that we love all the starchy stuff, and so mm-hmm. sometimes, like when I'm sitting, especially when I'm sitting down with Alex and like coming up with the menu, <laughs> he'll be like, "Potato, I'll do. We'll do potatoes, and we'll do noodles, and we'll do rolls, and we'll do this, and we'll do this, and we'll do this, and like they're all starchy," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." We do need to eat something green. It doesn't have to be like, you know, like it, it can be green bean casserole because there is green stuff in it. But let's at least try. Let's let's try to have something green. <laughs> right. Like you don't have to make a kale salad if you don't right. like a kale salad. But right. like maybe mix it up a little bit yeah, in there. It's just something. Otherwise, <laughs> you really are going to go into a coma. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so you've set your menu. You've figured out what you're going to do. I have a number of lists, as I mentioned, that help me prep. Um, And so I thought I would just tell you guys what my lists are and how I keep myself organized. So when we're sitting down, we're deciding what our menu is. I'll jot down everything that we've decided and then I'll kind of rewrite it in order. So, you know, what our appetizers are going to be, you know, salad, uh, meat, sides, dessert, whatever. Um, from there, I go through all of my recipes and I see what groceries am I going to need. And when you're cooking this much food, definitely think about like, do I need to buy more flour? Do I need to buy more butter? Do I need to buy a bunch of chicken stock? Like, don't forget the staples that you might have in your kitchen uh, because odds are good that you're going to run low on those things at some point. So I will usually just go ahead and buy a thing of flour, a bunch of butter, um, several cartons of chicken stock just to get me through the, through the like cooking the meal. Um, in addition to all of the specific things like the turkey or the potatoes or the Brussels sprouts or whatever they are. So I write down everything that each recipe is going to need. And then before I go to the store, I actually rewrite the grocery list in order of how I'm going to go through the store. So I put all of the produce together, all of the canned goods together, all of the baking stuff together, all of the dairy, because again, you're buying a whole lot of stuff. And even though I can go to the store normally with kind of a haphazard grocery list, I cannot when I'm buying 
an embarrassing amount of food, I have to have it like kind of organized. Otherwise I miss stuff. And you will literally walk 10,000 steps just in the grocery store going back and forth 87 (laughs) times. Ask me how I know. Um, And then the other thing that I do is I make a whole prep schedule for the meal. So I figure out what can I prep ahead of time? Um, When am I going to make that stuff? Am I going to make it start prepping Tuesday night or Wednesday during the day? Um, What needs to be made the day of? And then I work backwards. So I say, okay, if our goal is to sit down to eat at 7 p.m., then I know, okay, my casserole is going to take an hour to bake. And so I have to put that in the oven no later than six o'clock. And I have to make sure that my if my turkey is going to take X number of hours to roast, I need to put that in at noon. Um, like I kind of work backwards so that I can, I know when everything needs to be trying to go in the oven or be starting on the stove or go in the slow cooker. Um, And that really kind of helps me stay on track so that I don't get to 645 and realize that I have not prepped half of the things and we're supposed to be eating in 15 minutes and I have hungry guests in my living room. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, the way that I go about it. Um, I'm sure there are other ways to do it, but for me, keeping a lot of lists and especially that sort of like itemized timetable is really, really helpful just so that I can stay organized and know exactly what needs to happen and when it needs to happen. Yeah. I think the working backwards thing is really important, especially when it comes to the turkey, uh, on, on both the front end and the back end of the turkey, uh, no yeah. puns intended there, but <laughs> dirty. when you make a turkey, you, it has to rest after you cook it. Mm-hmm. You can't just like take it out of the oven and start carving it. Like it has to, it, they recommend it resting for like 30 minutes or something like that because the turkey is so large and you want all the juices to redistribute. And so you don't have a dry ass turkey. Like no one needs that. No, no one Especially wants after turkey. you spent the entire day working on this meal. Yep. But on the other end, you most people buy their turkeys frozen. Mm-hmm. You have to thaw that sucker yeah, in a lot advance, of people. people. That. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a couple days and in if your you're fridge. Brine it, then yeah, that's gonna take at least twenty four hours, sometimes longer. Yep, brining takes takes at least twenty four hours, so you have to have it thawed by Wednesday morning. Yep. So that means you have to like put it in your refrigerator like Sunday. Yep. So, like, people, you have to think about that, and that means you have to think about how much room do I have in my refrigerator? I tend to not have a lot of room in my refrigerator because I buy a ton of stuff. So we just have, like, things crammed in there at all times. So I have to think about what are we going to eat that's already in the fridge so we can make room for a turkey that has to thaw and then has to brine somewhere. You have to figure out, like, we brine ours in a cooler, Yep. Because it's the only thing big enough to put it in. Yeah, we, uh, we get a five-gallon bucket. Yes. That's basically the same thing. Yep. Same <laughs> idea. <laughs> and I will also say, like, there's not a ton of benefit to living in the Midwest in the winter. But one of the benefits of living in the Midwest in the winter is that if you host Thanksgiving, you have a what we call the walkout cooler. <laughs> and that is the goddamn outdoors or it's your garage or it's your shed um like you can totally make use of that space like don't we literally will just set things on our back patio not like stuff that's going to go like terribly wrong but like any of your vegetables um drinks all of that kind of stuff free up space in your in your refrigerator use whatever cool outdoor space you have yeah that's why i like thanksgiving you gotta hope for snow if you live in a snowy area can you just <laughs> pop that stuff right out there it'll be fine it's perfect it's perfectly chilled wine <laughs> <laughs> the other thing the other thing that i will say too um is that like when you're making your like prep schedule um 
the other thing that I like to write down when I am writing down what I'm going to make is I will jot down, I'll look at all my recipes and I will jot down if, if I'm, if there's stuff that has to go in the oven, I write down the temperature it bakes at and how long it needs to cook. Um, and again, like there are certain things where you really do need to stick to the, the time and temperature that's listed in the recipe. So if you're making yeast rolls, um, pies, anything like that, you really do need to stick to, you know, if it says 350 degrees for 30 minutes, you need to stick to 350 degree oven. Um, but there's stuff like, again, we'll use our green bean casserole example. You can kind of cook green bean casserole at pretty much any temperature. Like if, if the recipe says to cook it at 375, you can get away with cooking it for a little bit longer at 350 or a little bit shorter of a time at 400 if you have other things that have to cook at those temperatures. So if you're trying to cook multiple things at once in your oven, like kind of take a look at what do I have some flexibility with and also like what doesn't have to be pulled out of the oven right before we eat. So I'll, a lot of times I'll put green bean casserole in and then I'll pull that out, cover it and let it just kind of rest on the back of the stove while I bake my yeast rolls because I want my yeast rolls to be the last thing I pull out of the oven. So they're super hot. So the butter gets nice and melted um, because no one likes like a cold roll. That's that's no fun. Um, so like kind of think about that kind of stuff and like, just know, even though the recipe might say like bake at 375, you may have some flexibility there and don't get too stressed out. If you think like, I think I'm going to have to cook it at 400 or 350 or something like that. Yeah. And I think the one thing to remember too, is that, well, a couple of things, but if you're cooking something that needs to be maybe uh, normally at a little bit lower temperature, make sure you cover it in the oven. Um, especially if it's something like green bean casserole where it has that like crunchy topping, you don't want that to burn. Yep. And then the other thing is that your microwave is a really good warming oven. Yes. Don't forget about your microwave. Don't sleep on the microwave. Like if you need to pull stuff out and make room, but keep stuff warm, pop it in the microwave. You don't need to during just the heat from your dishes will make it warm enough to keep it nice and nice and warm for you. Yeah, it sure will. Or, or like if you have a toaster oven, same idea. Yeah. Um, so speaking of things that you can make ahead, we love a make-ahead recipe. Love it. Love it. I just made pie crust today. Yes. So tell tell the audience about how you're what that means. So if you are a homemade pie crust person, which I have recently been converted as I am no longer scared of it. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) uh, I had to make a lot of pie for work a few months ago. And so I I had to get over it basically. I told her she could do it. Lots of pies. Um, And so pie crust is something that you have to chill anyway. And you can freeze it. It freezes really well. You just make up the crust. Don't roll it out or anything. Just pop it into the freezer the way it is. And then, you know, the day before you're ready to use it, take it out, put it in the fridge. So it thaws, but it's still cold because you want it to be cold when you're going to roll it out. Um, But you can also like make your whole pie. You can you can make a whole pie and you can either bake it and freeze it or you can not make it and freeze it, depending on what kind of pie it is. Uh, Like apple pie, you could freeze unbaked and then pop it in the oven later. You can freeze a baked pecan pie. You can freeze you can freeze so many pies. I have not ever frozen a pumpkin pie, but I have heard that you can also do that yourself. Like obviously you can because you can buy pre-made pumpkin pies. <laughs> but I've never done it myself. Um but that just makes it really easy because that first of all, if you make it ahead of time and it doesn't turn out the way you want it you're not you haven't like ruined thanksgiving dessert right you're not fucked right and then but if it does turn out then you have another dish done and you know people are anxious for dessert they want that dessert so you can get that done you can make cookie dough ahead of time and get that done like you will have everything ready to go 
you won't have to worry about it. I like to make the pie like the day before instead of freezing yep. it just because I like it to be like fresher. Yeah, same. Uh, and also I'm not really making anything else the day before. I might be doing prepping the day before or like getting, you know, last minute whatever it is I need at the store, braving all the crazy people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, what I also do the day before or even a couple days before is make cranberry sauce because... You could make cranberry sauce like a month in you, advance because that stuff freezes yeah, great. It freezes so well. And also like if you are a canner person, you can can it. Um, very technical term, canner person. If you're a canner person. <laughs> but cranberry sauce is... It's super easy. Like, it's not going to take a lot of time anyway. You can do it, like, while you're making dinner for something else. Yeah. You can just – it takes, like, half an hour, maybe, so to make cranberry easy. sauce. It, it so keeps easy. in the fridge, keeps in the freezer. Even just in the fridge, it lasts a really long time. So, yeah. Um, I also like to – so when I make green bean casserole, I do, like, a homemade version. I don't I do not do the, like, whatever recipes on the back of the French's – fried onion can whatever although I do put the French's fried onions on top but I mean you have to put the fried onions you have to have the fried onions on top but I will so I'll prep it except and like I'll stop before you put the fried onions on top and then I'll just cover it with foil and pop it in the fridge and I'll do all of that the day before and then I'll just bake it for like another an extra 10 to 15 minutes or so before I put the fried onions on top the last 10 or 15 minutes um so that's something that i love to prep ahead um if i do for example if you're gonna have brussels sprouts you can prep your brussels sprouts the day before um so sometimes i've done like a shredded brussels sprout salad um and i'll shred the brussels sprouts i'll make the dressing i'll prep whatever else is going to go in there and then that way the day of i can just like toss it all together um you could if you're going to roast brussels sprouts you could have or quarter them um and then just stick them in um like a airtight container or a zip top bag or something like that and pop those in the fridge it, there's lots of vegetables actually that you can chop and stick in the fridge um like carrots onions celery gross um (laughs) (laughs) anything like that potatoes are a little harder because they will brown they will oxidize um so depending on what you're going to do with the potatoes you could like peel them or slice them or quarter them or whatever um and then cover them in water and put that in the fridge but i usually just wait and do the potatoes the day of um so there's lots of different things even if you're not making the whole dish beforehand there's things that you can prep so that on the day of you're just sort of throwing things together and then popping them in the oven or putting them on the stove also don't sleep on that slow cooker there's lots of stuff you can do in your slow cooker like um creamed corn um there's there's like hella side dishes you can do in your slow cooker yeah, we did uh, mashed potatoes in the slow cooker last year. Yeah. Um, there's really so many things you can make in the mashed potatoes in the a, slow cooker. If you have an air fryer, Megan, I know is going to roll her eyes at this, but if you have an air fryer, <laughs> you can do, uh, like, you can air fry Brussels sprouts. Um, you can roast vegetables in there. Um, so if you're kind of sitting there wondering how you're going to rotate everything through your oven think about if there or even fit everything on your stove think about if there's something that you could use your uh slow cooker air fryer instant pot any of those devices for because there probably is yeah so the only thing to keep in mind is that if you are using your air fryer is that because it cooks somewhat faster than other methods you will have to uh time it out like yes. Steffi was saying. So just yeah. keep that in mind when you are making your prep schedule that you write down like how you're going to cook it. Yep. So then we're the day of. And in our notes, I wrote day of tips so you don't kill your goddamn family. <laughs> so you didn't include one other thing in here in the in the beginning of this day of because uh, Edie is very small yet. And yes. so it's not necessarily an issue. But one thing that I like to do for the day of Thanksgiving is to make a nice breakfast so like I will make overnight cinnamon rolls and that way 
they're like fed and happy and not necessarily asking me 20,000 times when we're going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner because they have have had a good breakfast so that's like the start of it that's a great tip I last year I think I did like an overnight breakfast casserole Mm -hmm. and then like I just kind of kept it out all day not all day, but I kept it out like all morning um, so that whenever people were hungry for breakfast, they could eat it. But then if they also wanted to snack on it for lunch and do like kind mm-hmm. of a brunch situation. Um, yeah, that I definitely did forget about that because that is that is a tip that my family always used when I was growing up too. is a big breakfast. Oh, any overnight, yeah. any overnight breakfast casserole or like Megan said, overnight cinnamon rolls, anything like that is going to be a really solid thing to do because again you're not like dirtying up a bunch of dishes making pancakes or waffles or something like you're gonna right yourself if you do that don't do it right yes and then I kick my family into the living room to watch either the parade or if it's my older son who has not woken up until noon the dog <laughs> show uh like there's there are things happening on Thanksgiving that are entertaining for them yes. to do that don't involve getting in my way in the kitchen. Yes. Keep them out of your kitchen. That's like the biggest thing. Um, I don't, you know, most meals when I'm cooking dinner, even if I'm, if we're like having friends over for dinner, I don't mind people hanging out in my kitchen while we're cooking. Thanksgiving, I can't handle it. There's like too much going on. When people are in my kitchen, I'm like, get the fuck out of my kitchen. Um, so that's also where that cheese board that Megan mentioned earlier is going to come in in handy because you can set that thing out at any point in the afternoon, really, and just have a whole bunch of snacks, a whole snack board. And that way, you know, set it in your dining room, set it in your living room. If you don't have animals who are going to get into it, whatever, and they can munch on that. And they're not coming in. Like, like if I can set them, like, when's dinner going to be ready? Like, go eat some snacks. Go away. <laughs> so go away. many questions. Go away. <laughs> I mean, they might anyway. But I think that's, like, the one benefit of having a closed kitchen. Yeah. I know everyone has moved to open floor plans in the past, you know, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. That was like a huge, huge thing. The last two houses I lived in had open floor plans. And you guys moved to this house that has a closed kitchen. It still has like a doorway. It doesn't have a door. But like it is so much nicer <laughs> to prepare meals in a kitchen that's just not open to the whole rest of the freaking house. Yeah, I know whatever is great for entertaining, blah, blah, blah. But like Thanksgiving is the big show. Yeah. I need people out of my way. I hate having people in my kitchen. Yes. All the time. If you're going to come in my kitchen, you better be doing something useful, like getting ice for the water glasses or like, like do like be doing something useful, but preferably like come in get whatever you need and then get the fuck out again. (laughs) Right. I also like to uh, set out like the dishes and the silverware that I'm going to need the night before. Um, And that includes serving dishes, uh, not just like plates and silverware and stuff. Um, Set that out the night before or early like in the morning or after breakfast so that when you get ready to set your table, that's a whole lot easier. Um, That also is something that you can relegate off to the kids. If you've already set out what you need, make them set the table. Um, It just, it keeps you able to do the thing that you need to do without having to then dig all of the dishes out or have someone else digging all the dishes out while you're in the middle of trying to put your yeast rolls in the oven and they're asking you where something is and you're like I'm gonna kill you (laughs) yay family (laughs) I think one other good thing that you could do uh sort of not really necessarily related to not killing your family but with those dishes, like put the dishes, make sure that the dishwasher is empty so you can put the dishes oh in God, as yes. you go, as you're cooking. Yes. Because I I don't know about you, but I cannot stand when I go into the kitchen after my husband has been cooking dinner and there is just stuff everywhere. <laughs> There's trash on like three different countertops. There's dishes all over the place. There's like a spoon here, a spatula. There's just stuff all over the place. Yeah. It drives me insane. <laughs> so I try to clean up as I go when I'm making things because, I, like, I'm going to need more counter space. So if you are taking care of it as you go, it's a lot easier. If you happen to have a partner who is willing to help you with the cleanup, all the better. 
but also they need to clean up and then I'll get out of your way. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other thing in this, I, I put this under sort of like day of tips uh, so you don't kill your goddamn family, but it, it just sort of is a general tip. Um, I also like if you're going to serve drinks, um, I like doing batched drinks. So I like to put like a mold cider in the slow cooker and then just keep it on warm and I'll put on mugs and people can grab a cup of cider whenever they want. Um, punches are great. Anything like that. And then I am famous for making my guests bring the actual booze. So when people are like, what can I bring? Like, especially if you don't know exactly what time they're going to be there or anything like that. If you have friends that are like maybe a little bit flaky and you're not sure if they're actually going to show up, like you don't want to give them like the mashed potatoes because if something happens and they're not there, then, oh my God, now you don't have mashed potatoes. Um, so I like to say, bring the booze, bring bring beer, bring wine, bring whatever booze you want. Um, and then I don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's so much easier too, because like, I enjoy wine. I don't really know enough about wine. Like I've been to tastings, you guys, I just, it just goes straight through my head. I don't know. (laughs) And same thing with beer. Like there are certain beers that I know that I like, but that doesn't mean that everyone else is going to want to drink a bourbon barrel aged stout at Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> that's super heavy. It's probably not a good thing to serve. Right. So if everyone brings the thing that they want to drink, you don't have to worry about like pleasing everybody or having like the right thing to go with the thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, some people are very particular about what they're having with their Turkey solves the problem. And if you don't drink, then you definitely don't have to worry about it. I always feel very uncomfortable if I know the people that are hosting are not drinkers Mm -hmm. and, like, you just kind of expect them to provide alcohol for you, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I also – that's also why I like to do something like a hot cider Mm -hmm. because then – you can just drink it as is and then i'll also put out like i'll get a small thing of like bourbon or rum or like brandy or something like that that you can add to it and spike it if you want so that's where that like punches or ciders or anything like that is going to be good because there's also the ability to make it non-alcoholic and then let your guests add whatever amount of alcohol and whichever alcohol they want to it choose just as long as yeah hopefully we are not going to recreate the fruited wine (laughs) party that we had in june so that was pretty good don't you be hating on the fruited wine i mean we added a lot of prosecco to it and then it was like hitting me hard like the fruited (laughs) wine i don't know what's in that stuff but no idea it it wasn't alcohol it was just like (laughs) Guys, it was it was blueberry wine from Aldi, <laughs> and like by itself, it was extremely jammy. But if you like cut it with prosecco, it was delightful. But it also went down maybe a little too easy. Yeah, it was. Uh... That's okay. One there was one Thanksgiving where we like got done with a meal, and like our friend had bought a bunch of wine, and you know we had some beers and stuff like that, and then we like. This was before we had a child, by the way. But we, (laughs) at some point, somebody pulled, like, a bottle of vodka out of their, like, coat pocket. And then we just passed it around and all were just taking pulls off the bottle of vodka. This was, this might have, that might have been the same Thanksgiving where our stoner friend, like, wandered into my kitchen while I was cooking and asked if he could have an apple. And I was like oh, well, I'm going to put out snacks soon. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to smoke out of that. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Here you go. Here's an apple. Go smoke out of the apple in the backyard, please. Thank you. (laughs) So we have some interesting friends, but, you know, that's what happens when your husband works in a restaurant. It's fine. I will say the only downside of having everyone bring their own alcohol is that then they leave it there a lot of the time. (laughs) Or just in general, if people are trying to be good hosts, host guests, Guests, wow, they're trying to be really good hard. Guests. They're trying to be good guests, <laughs> and they bring a bottle of wine. People always bring wine to my house when we're entertaining, and they always bring red wine. And we don't like red wine. Like we'll drink it sometimes. It has to be very particular red wine for us to like it. There are a couple of them that we like, 
but people would always bring us red wine and then we would just always have red wine at our house for the next party I guess <laughs> and then three more people would bring another bottle of red wine we're like okay it's fine it's fine we'll just we'd have a lot of red wine I guess we could have made sangria yeah I'm gonna have so much sangria um so then you get to the end of the meal and you have all these leftovers and all of these guests how are you sending home leftovers with them um personally so whenever we get um like chinese food or thai food or whatever um a lo- you know a lot of times they'll come in those like plastic takeout containers save those because they're great they're perfect for sending home thanksgiving leftovers with people Yes, I would highly recommend a hard-sided plastic container over uh, Ziploc bags. Totally. Been in the Ziploc bag situation before, and it kind of works, but like, eh. Or like trying you know. to put stuff on like a paper plate and then put foil oh, yeah, over then it. Like it doesn't... Put it, foil no. or like plastic wrap. It doesn't stick to itself no, then. It doesn't work. And, and I, so I like those like plastic containers. A, they came with your food. They were free. Um, but also... Um, like they're a perfect size, especially like if you have friends who are single and they don't need a bunch of leftovers. Like they basically just want like a little bit of a few things. Like there's enough room. They're like wide and shallow. So you can put several things in there kind of nestled next to each other. So they kind of have like a whole plate that then they can take home and eat later that night or the next day. Um, they just work really well. So we always save those containers, and then I usually end up um, using those to send home leftovers. Uh, my in-laws have just also just purchased, like, carry-out, like, take-out containers, like, even just styrofoam ones before um, for sending home Thanksgiving leftovers. So there's a lot of different options, but I highly recommend finding some sort of takeout container, either ones that you already have or buying some cheap ones. Um, because yeah, they're way easier than the precarious paper plate or weird Ziploc bag situation. Chances are you probably already have some in your kitchen. You might have like, you know, when everybody was really into meal prepping, (laughs) you might have like those divided meal prep containers or like you and I both have like a thousand deli containers. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of people have like the deli meat containers. Yeah. From the grocery store, just kicking around for some, like, you know, we're from the Midwest. You don't throw that stuff away. Uh, so you probably have some. You might be bougie and have, like, nice Pyrex. Who knows? But um, you have a container you can bring to your friend's house. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, you're bringing a container to Thanksgiving. Even if they like thanks, even if they like Thanksgiving leftovers, they probably don't want all of them. Right. <laughs> I, exactly. They're like, that's just, that's fine. <laughs> like, enough. my husband loves turkey but like it is a challenge for him to eat all of the turkey leftovers himself so like you got to spread some of that around yes absolutely yeah you really do um so that's i mean that's that's kind of what i've got i feel like i mean we've been talking for a while we 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 like thanksgiving we got things to say about it i mean every time we do a food episode this is what happens yes I think, you know, starting now is a really good idea just to take stock of, like, your pantry. Um, See what you have. This is a good time. You're probably going to be making Christmas cookies soon or other holiday delightful things. And you're going to need more cinnamon. You're going to definitely need, like you said, flour. You're probably going to need sugar, brown sugar. You might need to stock up on butter. Uh, you know, there's this whole supply chain thing going on. Who knows what's going to happen by the time of Thanksgiving? Seriously. Like, if you can get some of your ingredients now, go ahead. Butter freezes really well. You know, your yes. your flour and sugar, if you don't open them, they're going to be fine until Thanksgiving. Yep. Your spices, if you haven't replaced them in a while, you might want to check those out. Yep. Make sure, even if you have, even if you think you have replaced them or cleaned them out, Double like, check, check again. it's worth a confirmation i i moved across the country and i still had spices that i was like "Mm, how long ago did i buy this uh it's it's like hard in the container so maybe uh, i think it's i think it needs to go um so yeah like it's it's just a good time to to figure out what you need 
maybe you need a little target bird to liven up your holiday centerpiece. I have an update on the target birds, Megan. Excellent. So I I like this live update. It's a live (laughs) update. I got an email and it was like only one of like they're so hot that even though I I set two for pickup, only one of them was available. But because that one was not available, they were like, we're sorry to have disappointed you. You can order the other one, the second one, for free free delivery, like free shipping, without the $35 minimum. And so for some reason, your address was already in my Target profile. (laughs) I apparently (laughs) ordered something to your house at some point. I don't know. Sure. And so I just clicked, yep, let's do that. So now your bird is hopefully, knock on wood, being shipped directly to your house for free. <laughs> Love it. That's actually, that's really good customer service, Target. It was great. Well done. Because I, I was like, oh man, now we're just going to have one bird. I'm going to have to tell Megan that we're going to have to like fight for the bird or she's not going to get this cute bird. And then it was like, no. You can have it shipped for free. And I was like, yes, yes, I will do that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would have just ended up ordering like a bunch of other things at Target. I mean, Target's website, you know, I figured that you probably wouldn't have been like, fuck you, Stubby. But, you know, it was still no longer friends. It's all over. This podcast is over. Uh, (laughs) You know, we got so excited about the little cute little burbs. So anyway, we love the little burbs, little burbs. So what's bringing us joy this week, Megan? Oh, well, I have a couple things. Um, so uh, I got a letter today uh, addressed to Mrs. Robert Myers, which I don't appreciate. But it's not the thing that's bringing her joy. It is not the thing that's bringing me joy. It's 2021, guys. Like, let's not do that anymore. Cut it out. Um, I'm my own person. Uh, but my older son is on the high honor roll for the first quarter. <gasps> Way to go, bud! And it's a very nice letter that they send out because it's, like, explaining, like, how, how nice it is. And they know, like, how the parents are a crucial part of success at school. And I was like, that's right, because we're the ones who make him do his homework. So, it's like a little award for us, too. Feels Aww. nice. Um, and then the other thing not to leave my other son out, is that he, he is classroom. They have a program, I guess, with Scholastic at his school. And everyone got to pick out a book, like, to have. Aww. And he picked out Bridge to Terabithia. <gasps> oh, are you, well, it's bringing you joy now until you're, like... Until he gets to the end, yeah. Uh-huh, or, <laughs> it or whatever. Like, I I actually, it was, like, so traumatic, I've blocked it out. Like, I know, I know like, it's sad, but I can't remember what happened. Because I think I was just so sad I blocked it out. Well, I'm not going to say anything. Because I don't want to make you sad. But uh, he was, like, showing, he, like, picked it up and I saw it. And I was like, oh, you got that at school? And he's like, yeah. And he explained the thing. And he's like... I was like, that was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. I'm so glad you picked that so one. So sweet. So he only just started reading it, so we'll see how how he likes it. But I'm excited. I don't know. I, I hopefully it's not problematic. Like I know a bunch of the books that I read when I was a kid, like actually were pretty problematic now looking back. But yeah, I feel like maybe this one's still good. Like, I remember reading Caddy Woodlawn when I was in kindergarten. Which, by the way, that's like a fourth or fifth grade reading level book i read it in kindergarten it's fine i was a freak uh and i'm like hmm, mm, mm, uh, when i think about it now, uh, i did not read that book so it was a lot of well i read it i read it like as a kid as a little kid and then i reread it in class like we read it in class when i was in like fourth or fifth grade there's a lot of scalping or like fear oh. of being scalped by yeah yeah not, not yeah not the best. It's like Little House on the Prairie where Laura's like, I would really like to have an Indian baby for my very own, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe not. Good times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like there's probably college classes now that are like looking back on all of these old novels and being like, here's the problem i would definitely take that college class here's the problem with all of the newberry award-winning books 
God, I hope I hope not all of them. I hope not this one. I remember it being wholesome and not racist. So I mean, that's my, I hope I am that's not my wrong. general memory of it. So I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah, but uh, both of those things are making me pretty happy today. So what's bringing you joy? Um, I when we were in North Carolina, I bought a sweater with fruit on it, and it makes me happy. I do like that sweater a lot. It's a very cute sweater. It's got it's very very cute little pineapples and strawberries and pears and lemons on it and cherries. It's adorable. And even though I discovered after I got it home and wore it that it is a hand wash only sweater, I will allow it because it's very cute and also soft. <laughs> I will make you can get around that. Yeah, it's fine. I will. I will. I will make the exception for it. <laughs> like. Most of my sweaters, I'm like, meh. But that one, it's pretty cute. I'll allow it. <laughs> it's a very cute sweater. It reminded me of a sweater that uh, Joy Wilson has that she wears every so often, oh, I believe, uh-huh. has oranges on it. Yes. Um, and she started wearing it whenever it was that she got it. And I was like, I want a sweater with fruit on it. <laughs> yeah, we were at the shop and I like turned the corner and I was like, fruit sweater. I need that <laughs> fruit sweater. <laughs> There you go. That's what's bringing. That's what's making me happy. Excellent, excellent. Good things all around. Well, we bought ourselves a lot of gifts for ourselves when we were in North Carolina. We sure shit did. But next week, uh, we're gonna have some recommendations for what you should give to other people. We sure are, because even though we like to buy things for ourselves, we also like to buy things for other people makes us that's one of the things that makes us happy so in the meantime leave us a review on apple podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform you can also follow us on social media at irsi podcast or send us an email at i'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you bye